This is the Timber and Steel Podcast. Here we take on topics ranging from fitness, nutrition, and mindset, and we make them relevant to regular people just like us. So sit back, relax, and I hope you learn something. Good morning, Jenny. Good morning, Clayton. It's good to see you. I've been out of town for I, like almost a week. I was out of town. You were out of town. It's been a hot minute. It has, but it's good to see you. You too. Today, we are going to continue our discussion that we started several weeks ago about what is fitness and defining fitness. I think we started this back on episode eight. We talked about what is fitness part one. Correct. Uh, we talked about the definition of fitness, which involves some math. Yeah. Maths. If you're from across the pond, it's much bigger than a pond. Why do people say across the pond? Is it just like an exaggeration? Cause the ocean is really much, much bigger than a pond. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so we did the maths. And then we talked about the 10 general physical skills. Mm -hmm. uh, if you haven't listened to that episode, then go back. It's it's still good. It's still fresh. It still has that fresh smell mm. and taste to it. So, But this week, we're going to continue that conversation. We're going to talk about two more models of looking at fitness and uh, yeah, kind of dive in, into this a little bit. So I guess it's a little bit of a, a recap. We did the, the math of this is how we define fitness, work capacity, force times distance divided by time, that sort of stuff. But like that does not ring home for most people. It's not commonly understood and, and graspable. So how do we look at fitness in a way that is helpful for us to understand what are we pursuing? Are we actually gaining on achieving fitness? And so we have four models mm -hmm. that we look at. We talked about the 10 general physical skills, and this time we're going to talk about two more, but it's not... None of these is sufficient on their own. It's for all of them together gives right. us a clear picture of what fitness is. Um, there is one more model that we may mention, but we're not going to spend a lot of time on it. So yeah. just kind of give people a yeah. roadmap of where we're headed today. Um, which of the two do you want to start with? Mm, let's start with the hopper. Ooh, the hopper. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the hopper model is the model that helps us understand um, our ability to be prepared for the unknown and the unknowable. Mm -hmm. So part of our definition of fitness is our capacity to handle whatever life throws our way, whatever physical act is in front of us. How suited are we to perform that well? Right. Explain what the hopper is. So if we were to take a very large hopper, and a hopper, I like to think of when you would go play bingo, and it's the big thing that has all the balls in it, and you just turn it yeah. around, and you reach in, and you pull out a ball, yep. that's a hopper. So here's your hopper of life, mm -hmm. that you reach into the hopper, a situation comes out, and what does that ball say? And we should be able to perform it, or yeah. complete that task. Yeah, and our... Fitness is a direct reflection on how well, how equipped we are to performing those things. Mm -hmm. So nothing's off the table. Nope. You put everything under the sun in there and you pull out a combination of stuff or one particular thing. Mm -hmm. 
And whatever it is, can you do it? Yes or no? Yeah. That's where we start. It's like, can you can you do it? Thing that that would be on there that would be like, yeah, maybe not. It's like uh, maybe maybe some muscle ups or <laughs> handstand push ups. Like those are mm-hmm. things like that. But also, like if there was a mile swim in there, I'm out. Not yeah. going to happen, right? So that's another way of it's helpful for us is thinking about what are the things that you would be afraid might come out of the hopper the thing that be like oh no please don't let it be this if this was a a fitness competition and you're going to be doing things next to other people what are the things that you're like oh no i'm not going to win because if this comes out because i suck at this sort of thing so there's that and that's how we i mean we can think about it in in the gym is those different movements but like you were saying this this is the hopper of life so what are the things that an example I like to use when talking to people trying to explain stuff is what if your car breaks down in the middle of an intersection or at a stoplight and you've got to push it off to the side of the road. Are you prepared to do that? Like, do you feel like you could move your car? Yes or no? Like, and if so, like how, how well could you do that? Could that be an easy thing or is that a thing that gives you dread? So anyway, so that's the hopper. It's just our ability to understand and do, I guess, not understand, but do unknown and unknowable things. And because we try to push everything to, you know, generalized preparedness for life, that's when we do really try to include some of these daily tasks into crossing over into our fitness. Yeah. Like when we get grumbles on certain components of our workouts, Mm -hmm. it's nice to remind why do we do these? You know, we have a lovely couple here that just went on a Las Vegas trip. And they did not get help with their luggage once. And they were saying how awesome it was for them mm-hmm. to be able to heave and hoe their luggage. They were not able to do that six months ago. That's awesome. So right there. Yeah. There's a situation that usually they would have had somebody else help them, but they knew this time they could do it on their own. And that... Fantastic. That's that's a whole different task. That is huge. Correct. I mean, that is a difference between like some agency over your life and mm-hmm. and not, mm-hmm. and that like that's quality of life. Yeah, and that's that's what this is all about. Absolutely. Right? So that's very cool. Yeah. Very cool story. I hadn't heard that. Yeah. So that's that's cool. Other things I think we can talk about a little bit on a little rabbit trail around here, just for larger context of stuff, is that so we talk about this hopper. Um, preparing you for the unknown and unknowable. Um, that means like at some points you have to do those things. Mm-hmm. So like swimming, if if you want to be prepared for that, um, you should probably swim. Doing deadlifts is not going to help you with the skill of swimming. Correct. There is benefit to strong hamstrings and mid- tight midline when swimming, and deadlifts can help with that. But the skill part and your comfortable comfortability you're sure that's a word it is now uh how comfortable you feel in the water like Mm -hmm. your familiarity with with that like those are things that you have to expose yourself to um but like i was saying there is some transfer that a lot of the things that we do in in the gym can can help with that but if we want to be good at those things we have to expose ourselves to them but most crossfit gyms don't have a lake or a pool they don't have a body of water nearby. So if you look at the programming that's going to take place in the workouts that happen in most gyms, um, you're not going to see any swimming. Mm-hmm. And I think there's, um, it just means that that program is not as well-rounded 
and is not pursuing that unknown and unknowable in the fullest way that it could. But for most people, most of the time, what we offer in the gym is going to prepare them for most of the things yes. that, that happen in yes, life. Yes, absolutely. Um, but just just know that there are limitations to always being in a building. We're going to mm-hmm. be missing things. That's one of the things that I love about. So some people know this, some people may not, but CrossFit.com has been up since like 2002, putting out a workout of the day every day for well, that's 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're written um, for everyone and it's freely available, but they don't have, they're not confined to a gym. So there's always stuff sprinkled in there that is like a swim. I mean, like like a, you know, a 2K swim or something in there would be uh, a thing that would pop up on on CrossFit.com. And so that program is probably one of the most, um, I think, well-rounded because they're not programming for the limitations of what you have in a gym or Mm -hmm. the equipment that you have. They're writing the program for in a perfect world. You've got access to everything. Here's, here's what you do. Now, most of it is stuff that we would be able to do here in the gym, but every mm-hmm. once in a while, there's those things, those added skills, exposing yourself to those unknown and unknowable things to uh, to touch on that and kind of help you thrive better in dealing with the hopper. The other thing I want to mention is that the very first CrossFit Games, which is the competition where they find the fittest man and woman um, on the planet, which is incredibly Impressive to watch and begins here in a couple weeks. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I'll be, be watching that. At least I usually watch it after the fact. I'm busy during the day, but then yeah. I'll kind of binge it in the evenings. But it was based on the hopper. So they put movements and rep schemes and stuff in a hopper and they cranked it out and they pulled out whatever. And that's what people had to do. And that's how they did the test of, at the first CrossFit Games was actually with a hopper. That is um, amazing. It is amazing. And I'm sure there were things in there that some people were like, oh no, please don't uh-huh. let this be out. And But no, you don't know what you're doing. And so that makes a very interesting test of mm-hmm. fitness, right? Because you can't train for, oh, I know it's going to be deadlifts. I know it's going to be this. I know it's going to be running and swimming. Or you have no idea what the thing's going to be because it could be anything. And so that really gets down to the kind of the the nugget of what CrossFit is about. Not all of it, but some of it. Again, this is one of the models that we used to look at. But like, what is your training method? How well is it preparing you yeah. for that sort of yeah. situation? And that's, I mean, this is a very small segment of people that like to compete mm-hmm. with their fitness and push themselves to the to those limits. But if you know exactly what you're training for, it makes your fitness program, you can be a lot more focused. Oh, yeah. But if you have to be ready for anything, just the, the breadth of your fitness has to, it just has to be huge. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that's a very interesting concept and very cool that they did that. Also, it is a test. Just picking random stuff out of a hopper is a horrible way to train. Oh, 100%. Because you're just, you I mean, if it's absolutely random, you could actually end up doing the same thing two days in a row, right? And, mm-hmm. or like multiple days doing deadlifts and running and like, okay, you're missing stuff. So, right, right. and I think that this, this is a thing that some people, um, Jillian Michaels, I, I think I, that's her name, right? The biggest loser lady. Yeah. 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 Anyway, I'm going to, she's, a lot of people have come out with like, ah, CrossFit is just random dust. 
No, there are tests that have been random, and that's a way of testing the breadth mm-hmm. of your fitness, but that is not how the training works, and that's not how the program is designed. So there's some confusion there. I think it's helpful to, to clarify for people. Anything else you want to... I'd said a lot uh, about the hopper. It, there's a lot attached to it, but you got any thought, more thoughts about No, I was just sitting over here when you were talking about the games, who are yeah. some of the top... They are the top athletes. And I'm thinking about that hopper, but I'm thinking about some of the games, the competitions within the games that I've seen. And sometimes they are they are very creative. Mm-hmm. Like the year they had to bike through grass. Mm-hmm. Like that's a different that's a different type of biking mm-hmm. or when they had to do a 5k and then they were told to turn around and go back and yeah. it turned into. A 10K. Yeah. And all of their faces were just devastated. Yeah. But then, okay, now I have yeah. to go do this again. Yeah. But they were, they were all ready for it. Mm-hmm. It just was sprung on them. And it would be, it would be neat to go back and watch those initial games. Yeah. Yeah. They are very interesting. I, it's been several years ago now, but there were ring handstand push ups. <laughs> These people are the top, like, one percent fittest human beings on the planet in in the total breadth of their capacity like yeah. they can do all kinds of things and <laughs> they have to be to be able to compete at that level in the crossfit games but everyone struggled with this but they i mean just the the fact that they were they are so fit and here's this thing that, that they don't they didn't train they didn't know how to do but it is a a thing that gymnasts do easily. Yes. I recently saw somebody do a handstand push-up on a slack line. Like it is like that is a thing that people can do and even the people that are at the top end like they still have holes. They're still unknown and unknowable right. that they that they can't do because those skills are very specialized and like they're still trying to prepare themselves to being able to handle whatever's thrown at them and I think it's it's amazing. So, but let's bring that all back down to us regular people, right? Maybe we don't have to do ring handstand push-ups yeah. anytime in our life. That's yeah. not what life demands of us. But our does our training program prepare us for whatever life demands of us? And I want to put one more thing on top of that, whatever you want to do. So maybe there comes a time where you're like, hey, I, I just want to do this thing. Instead of having to, now I've got to start a six-month training program mm-hmm. to be able to do that. Maybe you have the general fitness to be able to do that already because you've you've been preparing yeah. and doing a program yeah. for that. And I think that's where we have that more, that freedom, that agency, because we've developed a fitness that had a capacity to be able to do those things, which yeah. is super cool. All right. That's the Hopper model. Mm-hmm. The next one. The Sickness Wellness oh. Fitness continuum sickness wellness fitness continuum do you want to no, you want to describe this i'm gonna have you you're gonna have because me just... you, you do this much better than i do all right so normally when we're talking about a continuum um and you're looking at a visualization of a continuum it, it's a straight line it's got and it's got points on the continuum usually there's a beginning and an end point maybe some points along the line like a like a timeline this Fitness, wellness, sickness continuum is shaped like a rainbow. An upside down U, a horseshoe, something like that. It's shaped like a rainbow. On the left-hand side, you have sickness. 
at the top, right? The peak of the rainbow in the middle, you have wellness. And then at the bottom of the rainbow on the other side, on the right-hand side, you have fitness. Now those are our three main points along this continuum. There are hundreds of points in, in between, but those are um, kind of our main points. Sickness. What fall, what, what do we use to define sickness? What fits in that category? All the things. Every, everything. That's right. That wasn't a trick question. <laughs> <laughs> so every, everything, everything we can measure. A lot of this stuff is stuff that you go to the doctor for, go to the, right? Yeah. You get your blood work. There are a lot of things that they can test for that they have the, the phrase that my wife and I love that we actually hate is within normal ranges because sometimes you're within normal ranges and things aren't optimal. And anyway, but that, that's a side uh, discussion. So the things that you would go get blood work for, there's going to be levels of, yep, you have high triglycerides. That would be considered a sickness, right? Mm-hmm. Something that they, maybe they're going to put you on some medication for diabetes, Blood pressure. Blood pressure. There we go. I'm like something, but all, all of those sorts of things, those are going to be our, those, those things. But we can also put other things in that category too, in, in kind of a, a level of sickness. So deadlift, mm-hmm. can you pick up something that weighs half your body weight or one times your body weight? Something like that. Yes or no. You doubt we could have a discussion and come to a consensus on what we think is like, this is a minimum that a human being should be able to do. If they can't do that, then we'll count that as deficient and we'll put that in the category Mm -hmm. of of sickness. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's that. Then we've got wellness, right? And those are going to be those same markers from you get from going to see a physician, right? The same exercises and movements, maybe your capacity to, your one mile run time is, you know, here's what we, what we've determined is after some discussion that is, you know, what a one mile run time should be within this range and or whatnot. And we'll call that wellness. And anyway, all those ranges for, for those things is, is our wellness section. Then, um, I guess I'll pause there. Do you have something you want to add there? No. No. Okay. You'd think that since this is the middle, that this would be average but that's not the case right our society is so deconditioned is the the, the word i will use <laughs> to kind of just broadly include include all of the lack of fitness and lack of health stuff is just deconditioned that the average is actually between probably wellness and sickness it's on the sickness side of this rainbow um it's not even well i mean most people are on some sort of medication Mm-hmm. for something that is probably treatable through movement and nutrition. I, not all people, but I think most people that are on something um, could probably have that improved through diet and, and, and nutrition, diet and exercise. I'll say the same word for the, yeah, yeah, it's, fine. it's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. So that's our wellness. And then on the right-hand side, we have our fitness, right? Yep. And the yep. same things, same list of things, whatever they are, all the things that we can determine through conversation and debate as to what defines fitness things. So your blood markers and stuff, these are going to be optimal. Yep. Um, your strength levels, your all the things that would be maybe that 10 general physical skills sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you're in the, the high level of, of all of those things. 
and uh, yeah, everything is is good. Your fitness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why is this thing curved, Jenny? Oh, I feel <laughs> like that's a test. No, no. Uh, well, because it's a continuum. It, mm-hmm. It's gonna ebb and flow back and forth. Yeah. It's not. But why isn't it straight? Because it's never gonna be a straight path. Yeah, that's true. It's always gonna be linear. Yeah. the The way that it was explained to me, and I love this visual is that if you are in sickness, it's an uphill climb. Mm-hmm. It's right. a lot of hard work. And it is often, I mean, this, this is not how it was described to me, not not the, the flowery language of it is going to be defeating, you're going to want to quit, that sort of stuff. Like that is that is the road ahead for people that are in those levels of, of sickness. It takes hard work yeah. and consistency to dig yourself it's an uphill battle. So yeah. you're climbing to the top of that rainbow or to the top of the hill, if you will. But then once you hit wellness, the body has started to adapt and you, the path toward fitness is downhill. Mm. It's still hard work, but it's not the same sort of hard work. And you see progress faster and kind of a snowball and you get uh, moving quickly down toward fitness, mm-hmm. which is fantastic, right? Then you're past just that wellness and then you've got some of those fitness markers that that we want to see but the inverse of all of this is true as well so if you have more fitness it is uphill to move back toward wellness that fitness serves as a hedge against sickness right so if you have to take some time off and go on vacation all is not lost if you get injured if you get really sick if like whatever those sorts of things will you will not be immediately back into the sickness category because of whatever, how long that is, right. um, because you have so much fitness. Mm-hmm. That's why, it, I mean, it's described to me as why it was curved, because a lot of continuums can just be flat, but this gives us that extra, extra visual sure. about sure. the effort that it takes to get from one stage to the other. Mm-hmm. So, so then we look at, just like we were, and the hopper and the 10 general physical skills take some time to reflect on ourselves on where we're at like there are there are charts out there online you can find like what are what are healthy healthy what's a healthy blood pressure what like what are healthy triglycerides your doctor can tell you those sorts of things or right. whatever but right, right? um uh, when was the last time you had like your a good general blood panel done and get yeah. your get your numbers that's good but then there's also charts for strength and stuff like hey what is like a novice deadlift right. what what should that be what what about an overhead press or a back squat or what is a good mile time what and figure out where you're at compared to some of these ranges that that are out there i can't i don't I can't direct anyone to anything specific but you can probably look at a few and find a like an average of like now this is kind of where where people are are saying is is good and then yeah you just kind of look and see where, where are you at are you do you fall more toward sickness than than wellness, or do you are you more toward fitness than wellness? Right, or, right. Yeah. And there's different markers along the way, yeah, too, in all the categories. Yeah, it's not like you're just you're in one and then you're immediately in another one. Right, like you're maybe you start and you're on five different medications, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you moved and you're de- now you're only on three. Right. Huge, yeah. huge. Not only for like just the health of you, but potentially for your bank account yeah. <laughs> like not spending so much money on medication every week. and this is also we can also throw mental health on this oh, too, yeah. as part of sickness wellness and fitness um 
because that is part of our overall health yeah. too, is our mental Agreed. health and, you know, sobriety, addiction, all mm-hmm. of those things, anxiety, yep. depression, the list goes on and on. Those are on there too. Yeah. It's not just that they all start to work together. So mm-hmm. we can look at the continuum on different avenues yeah. for different means of our health. Yeah. That's all, all included on there. And then going back to this and trying to reassess yourself. Like yeah. this is every, I mean, most people, most people, I don't know, some people get a physical every year or like they get, you know, their new blood panels done, like check it, keeping track of those things, checking them. How's, how's this going? Um, and trying to do think make the changes that you need to make to push that toward, toward fitness because yeah. it is that hedge against sickness. So as we age, as life continues to happen to us, like we want to have as much protection from getting into into sickness as we can. I remember a, a story, a video I saw several years ago. Um, somebody broke their neck, CrossFit athlete. They were, they were a games athlete. They were in a car accident. Went to the hospital, checked her out. Nothing, like everything was fine. Yada, she was, went months and months not knowing that she had a broken neck. Thank <laughs> you, Lord. Okay. Yeah, I know, right? That is I, severely problematic. a lot to that. Um, okay. But... She ended up like eventually like it wasn't getting any, the pain was always there and things weren't getting any better. So she ended up going back to the doctor and finding out that it was broken and then went through the proper things to like get it taken care of and whatnot. But she was, if she wasn't as fit as she was, Mm -hmm. she, she credited her overall fitness from training and CrossFit and the fact that her neck was pretty resilient and she was able to like the muscle the musculature around that was able to keep it pretty stable and stuff, even though she was moving around for months or weeks. I don't remember how long it was with, with a broken neck. She was still in pain, um, but like it didn't make things any worse. And, and that, I mean, that's a very specific example, but whenever, when, whenever, when I first saw that I'm all this is like, here's fitness being a, a hedge against yeah. potential. And you know, I, as you share that, I, my other job, yeah. My primary job is working in the hospital and I've been doing medicine for 15 years now and there is definitely a difference when patients come in for, you know, unexplained circumstances and I have some patients that are just ingrained in my brain that they beat the odds, but some of their underlying habits are what help them get over that hedge. Mm-hmm. Like yes, it was a very bad circumstance. But she had this drive from her because of what her background was. She mm-hmm. was uh, a very competitive. Is that the word? Yoga. Competitive yoga. I don't competitive know. Competitive yoga. She was heavily involved <laughs> in watch yoga. <laughs> she did yoga every day. Very. She was an instructor. So she knew how to push her body. Mm-hmm. If she didn't have that background, I don't know if she would have gotten through her sickness yeah and I can see it sometimes Mm -hmm. that man I just wish that we had some type of baseline movement something working towards that wellness that would help us I almost think of pegs on on that continuum like we would just be one more peg up that hill yeah if we had just a little bit yeah and it definitely can make a huge impact on recovery yeah. of what life throws at yeah. us, yeah. planned or not planned. Yeah, very true. 
I uh, it reminds me of, of two two things. I've known several people in my life that are were much older. They all in all appearances like everything they were doing well for their age, but they had a fall mm. and broke something. Mm-hmm. And seeing the rapid decline and ultimately their their death because you can see a direct collect connection to yeah. when they had the fall and this is a i mean a smaller subset of the population are, are these older athletes yeah. um you know really getting up there in, in their age but if they were training in a way that increased and preserved bone density yes and their ability to get up off the floor and just mm-hmm. and be able to react quickly mm-hmm. and be able to catch themselves properly and like have the strength and resilience to fall Mm -hmm. and not break a bone and Mm -hmm. get back up, Mm -hmm. they would be able to more likely live out the rest of their life with a higher quality of life. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, not see that rapid decline that happens when, when a bone is broken. So, I mean, that's one, one, another example of kind of where this fitness, like the more resilient you are, the more, the better position you'll be. And the other thing is like, I, we often, when I have do consultations with people, I hear them talk about um, their the doctors said that they're they, they're pre diabetic, and so they're right on the cusp. Yeah. Right. Um, so that would be, I mean, below wellness because they're, I mean, their their numbers are not in a place the doctor wants to see. And like, here's an opportunity. Like, you are right on the edge of going. You can either make a decision here, change some things about your nutrition and what you're doing with your activity, and you can go right from from in this in between sickness and wellness either to wellness and then on toward fitness or you can stay where you're at stay the course and watch your health watch it tick the other direction and go into full-blown diabetes Diabetes. Mm -hmm. and um and like just to see the number of people that i've had that conversation with over the years Mm -hmm. is i mean it's it's a lot it's Mm -hmm. more than i really would have expected and Mm -hmm. some people that i had no like looking at them and i would not not like think that they're they're at that 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 point and we can't really judge people by their by their appearance on on anything really but um so yeah it's just just imagining for them and in that position like what if you were on the other side of that like you were the tick was either to go full-blown like my uh, your insulin sensitivity and all that stuff is like super fitness levels and if it slips a little bit you're still just between wellness and and fitness like you're on that like what if what if that was the case for them and how much better that would be, how much how their entire body and their life would be if they were, if that was true for them, that would mean that so many other things are in line as well to get them to that point and how, and I think that'd be, be really cool for people yeah. to make that choice and do that. Um, we've seen people do that, make their make yeah. the choices and make that happen. I've also seen other people like yeah. just not yeah. choose not to do, put in the hard work and, and make it happen anyway. So those are any, any other thoughts on, no, this continuum? I, I just, you know, I think about some of our members here that we've seen people come off of blood pressure medication. We've seen people go through cancer treatments mm-hmm. and thrive and, yeah, worked really hard. Yeah. Just given a really bad deck of cards, but they worked really hard and to watch her go through the process and she worked hard mm-hmm. and to watch her come out on the other end. And we've had members get sober and mm-hmm. see that mental health ticker go from that sickness to that wellness. And that's, it's really cool to see. And yeah, yeah we have seen the ticker go the mm-hmm. back way, but 
I, I like to think of the good the good ones that yeah. I'm like that they're still here every yeah. every week working hard and yeah. just doing great things and know they know it takes time yeah. and yeah. that's all we that's all we want yeah um so those are the two other main models of looking at fitness so we've got the three main ones that we like to talk about is the 10 general physical skills yep. the hopper model and the sickness wellness fitness continuum yeah there is a, a fourth one i said we might mention it i just looked at my watch we've got a couple minutes before the class starts and i think i saw you were signed up to work out today so i want to make sure that you <laughs> you get your workout in today and this this last one is the metabolic pathways yeah and so uh, i'm gonna try to just briefly brush over this it's really hard to understand especially without some visuals but your body has different methods of fueling your energy expenditure so if you are sprinting all out for 20 seconds your body's going to use a different system to generate the energy that fuels that effort if you are running a 5k it's going to use a different energy system to to create that energy that allows you to do that some of those are those systems require oxygen in in the metabolic process some of them don't um, there are three of them. There's phosphocreatine or phosphagen pathway. There is the glycolytic pathway, and then there is the oxidative okay. pathway. You can guess which one uses the oxygen oxidate. Anyway, um, without doing too much difference in there, being able to like training your body to use all three metabolic pathways mm -hmm. And so that they are all efficient and effective. And then taking a look at, does your fitness program do that? And are you adept? Are you great at doing those short, really intense sprint workouts? Or are you better at long, slow distance sort of stuff? Right. Um, and that has more to do with how your the, the systems within your body are adapted and per and perform in fueling you to do the work that you do it's really really hard to talk to kind of explain that yeah, sort of stuff yeah. without some visuals and see how they overlap and whatnot but i guess as a like a um a little anecdote kind of a visualize here we have a, we have a member who is he's awesome he's been here several years huge difference in his in his overall fitness he is a runner and he loves to run and he will run all day, every day and loves long distance sorts of things. When he started here, he came in here and he, his goal was to do like this uphill run. Yeah. Um, and he wanted to go faster. So he wanted to get stronger and just wanted to overall improve his, his ability to go faster when he would go to do a heavy day. So anytime we're lifting just a couple reps and we're trying to lift as heavy as we can, like, and that's all relative, right? Heavy as you can with proper technique. He would get lightheaded doing even just one or two reps and have to sit down. Like he'd lose color in his body and or his face and like would almost pass out. And he wasn't lifting anything. I mean, this was, he was new to this. So yeah. it was, it was a relatively lightweight compared to a lot of, a lot of people, but it was, it was a clear indicator to me that this person has spent years training their oxidative pathway and he can run forever and no big deal but there has been very little time working on this phosphocreatine phosphagen pathway and that his ability to fuel that like his body doesn't even know how shutting down yeah, in the, in yeah. the, anyway so um and that's 
like not the case anymore. He can he can lift. He can do heavy stuff, and it's, it's better. And yeah. he's an incredible athlete. So that's fantastic. But um, but yeah, it's not often that we see that clear difference. But someone that has spent years and years training one over the other, it, it becomes pretty obvious. So anyway, um, that, that rounds them all out. We ta- we talked them all uh, through those uh, through those four. We can get a pretty good picture of where somebody's fitness and health is. That's uh, super awesome. Anything, anything you want to add? No. No? I don't have anything. You're going to go do today's workout because mm-hmm. fitness is fun. Mm-hmm. Fitness with fan- friends is fun. Mm-hmm. And the class yes. was full. I was going to try to work out but had a waiting list. So yeah. it's all full up. You're doing a 15-minute AMRAP of 10 push jerks and Running. four 50-meter shuttle runs. Yeah. Um, it gets spicy. I'm sure it does. It gets really spicy. Great. I'm looking uh, forward to it. Uh, yeah, I think it was it was about round three. Everyone gave me a look. I'm like, yeah, we're four minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> so um, anyway, good times. Yeah. Well, it was good chatting with you, Jenny. You too. We'll talk to you later. Bye.